3: Flagship on this Tuesday, October 24, thousand twenty three. Back for the first time in a couple of weeks, for the third time, I think this fall. As almost baseball is inter squad scrimmaging off ball. It's Mike Clement on this baseball hitting coach. Hey,
2: friend Ben, how are you? I'm living the dream. How are you? Uh, same, same. Mm-hmm. Beautiful day. It's going to be eighty degrees. We're in the late October. Um, this is how you brought up. We had we had a freshman kid, Wes Mendez, left handed pitcher hitter. We were sitting around the cage hitting BP yesterday, and he's like, "What if this was the coolest temperature that we have all year?" I said, "Well, it'd be some quarter, sort of record," and you've lived in Tampa, Florida, too long.
3: Yeah, he doesn't know what's coming. Like in February, it's going to be, you know, ice and sleet and snow. He has no idea what's coming. Well, y'all will be in Hawaii though. And I'm still trying to figure out if I can get myself there because you said, well, I mean, if you're going to cover there. the team, you need to cover the team." I agree. I mean you're not saying you're you're only speaking truth here but Hawaii is a hell of a you know that's a that's a hell of a trek now. Yeah, it's you know? a lot a lot of time in an airplane. I'm going to need some promises that like I can come sit by you in the dugout. You make it out there. Come on.
2: Let's go. What's the biggest takeaway from this weekend? Um I think it's a little little more of the same. Uh I think it just solidified some thoughts from a coaching standpoint, you know, we're we're now you know, from an offensive standpoint, 50 or 60 plate appearances into into the fall, which is, which is a lot, you know, we have a lot of pitchers and, you know, they're going to end up, we got three more inner squads counting the pizza bowl, plus the the game against Memphis on Sunday. And so, uh, you know, they're going to end up with 75, some of them, 80 plate appearances, which is a huge sample size for the fall. And that was kind of our goal. And, um, you know, with a bunch of new faces, but it's been more of the same, you know, the, the guys that probably you and I have talked about have, have flourished a little bit. And uh, we feel like we're, we feel like we're, we've formulated some thoughts and some opinions on, on the fall and what, what, what guys are, we have some pretty good position battles going on. I feel like, you know, we probably have 11 hitters that I really like, And uh, that's a good thing, you know, it's uh, that's much better than eight and uh, trying to trying to fill in a spot. So I feel like we're in a pretty good spot. When you're talking about
3: hitters 10 and 11 and the ones that are trying to break into that top nine, uh, what do you look for then, you know, in the closing weeks of this thing? Because you all go through November. But like if you want to if you're a a player that maybe hasn't had the fall that you wanted to, you're not in that 11 or you're in the back end of that 11 trying to work your way
2: into, hey, Clem, I'm, I'm ready to jump here what what are you looking for then is the good history? question yeah i mean really kind of looking for some separation now because of the depth of of our position player group which we didn't know we were going to have you know some of those guys that may be 10 or 11 it's through no fault of their own you mm-hmm. know we're it's going to be incumbent upon us to make sure we we work them in and get them at bats early on and and those kind of things but but i think some separation you know some things we've worked on whether it be for one guy um showing us more extra base hits for another guy more swing decisions strike zone discipline type stuff um just some separation on on some individual things that 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 we've worked on from that standpoint but um I, I feel like you know at least in my mind if you're in that group you're gonna get significant at bats you know because we're gonna we're gonna rotate some guys through certainly that that we feel like deserve to have a have a role on our team and then see how it how it plays out as we get into SEC play, but but I think we're in a really good spot from from a depth standpoint and a personnel standpoint.
3: Is Jackson Ross your first baseman or is he in an outfield corner
2: for you? I think he'll do a little bit of both. Um, the better question,
3: know, if he if he's not the first baseman, who's the first baseman?
2: Yeah, um, the 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 other two options in my mind off the top are Will Furnace. Um, who obviously played a little bit there last year. Uh, and Judd Udermark. Judd is kind of an X factor. He's been banged up really a lot of his time here. Um, but the thing about Judd, you look at him and he's six foot five and 250 pounds. He's the second fastest guy on our team. Like he's a freak. He should be over playing for Coach Kiffin. Um, and so he uh, he's a monster. And And he was off to an incredible start this fall and banged up his shoulder again and really out of precaution. We're holding him out for the rest of the fall um and just kind of doing some some rehab and prehab type stuff. Um, but he's a big X factor for us because he's a really good athlete and maybe the best defender at any of the spots we would put him, meaning first base, third base, left field, right field. Um, he just adds an element of athleticism and then he couples in the power and all of that. I've really seen him take a Take a step forward from from where he was last year, and we're excited about him if we can if we can keep him healthy. Yeah, He's just got to be on the field. That's the only thing holding him. Um, What's settled? Would you say? Um, If anything, maybe it's not all settled at all. Ethan Groff is our center fielder. Mm -hmm. That's settled. Um, I think that's that's pretty easily settled. The other pieces that I feel like are settled. Um are guys that are certainly in our lineup now, um, you know, I think there there could be some position juggling that goes on with these guys, but uh, but Luke Hill is in our lineup. you know, I think I think he's the opening day shortstop, I would guess. um, the only reason I would say I guess is Braden Randall is a freshman from from Dallas that has really pushed. Um, he's one of those guys that we, you know, he's all business.. Um, He's a dirtbag, and I mean that in, in the most uh, affirming way that, that you could do it. It's all business when he gets on the field, and he's he's certainly earned a significant role on our team as a freshman, and we didn't really know how that would work out. We didn't know if defensively he could play shortstop, and now I'm 100% convinced that he can. Um, but other certain things, Jackson Ross is in our lineup. Uh, Andrew Fisher is in, is in our lineup. Ethan Leger is in our lineup. Um Trayson Hughes is in our lineup. Those guys have had really, really good falls. And and I think, you know, save injury, you know, you're going to see them in the opening day lineup. Uh, those are guys who have had tremendous falls and are, and are going to be on uh, Campbell Smithwick would be another guy who's sitting close to 400 and um, has really been as advertised. You know, he's probably our most, like we've talked about before, famous, freshman to make it to campus and um, he's been exactly what what we hoped
3: he would be as far as defensively their catcher for him that's kind of one thing that I mean it's three former catchers on the staff it's the staff it's not just you it's laugh and and coach Bianco as well so uh, from a defensive standpoint what's been the scout the evaluation of Smithwick and how he's come along and trying to adapt from being a high school catcher to now you're stepping into one of the most, one of the toughest catcher jobs in the country for a contender because of the expectations there.
2: Yeah, certainly it's the hardest position on the field to play at, at this place Mm -hmm. Um, just because uh, you could scrutinize one of the three of us, probably it are scrutinizing, you know, every pitch that they receive or block or throw or don't do those things. Um, he's done a really good job of handling our staff. He's he's incredibly mature, and we knew that coming in. Um, you know, just if you if you have a conversation with him, it's like you're talking to a 40-year-old dude. Um, thankfully, he doesn't have a 40-year-old's body and all of that. Um He's not he you re- and me, Clem. Well, me. That's right. not, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. He receives really well. Um, he has really come along with his with his throwing this this ball. We've made some tweaks to that. Um, but again, uh, incredibly coachable and he's going to fit right in line with, with, with some of the guys we've had in the past.
3: Defensively, what do y'all value the most from your catchers? Is it the receiving? Is it the framing? Is I mean, pop time matters. It, it's the thing that jumps out in perfect game reports and scouting reports like sure. that, but the running game just in the sport in general has decreased outside of, you know, Ronnie, setting a new 70s still season in, in major league baseball. so what do y'all um what do y'all really value the most? what do y'all what does he have to be good with day
2: one? receiving um and, and mostly because that's what happens the most. You don't throw on every play, you don't block on every play um but on most plays you're gonna receive. and so um that that's the biggest thing because even though the strike zone at all levels of baseball has gotten tighter, Mm-hmm. And they call the they call the box more often. Um, There's still human beings back behind you calling balls and strikes. And so the better that you can that you can receive, uh, the more strikes you're going to get, or the less the less balls they're going to take away. And so that becomes really really important. And uh, you know I think that's probably the thing we value the most: presenting the ball to the umpire um, to make the borderline pitch look like a strike. Period.
3: Yeah, because the first
2: I mean Cooper Johnson
3: was good at that immediately. Calvin had to work at it. Kemp Alderman. I mean, because y'all trying to find a position for the next level, he's never quite gets to that point. So like, where is Smithwick then on the scale? If that makes sense,
2: you know, is he Cooper? Is he like, where does he most like? Yeah. In my my time here, by far the best two guys coming into our program were Cooper Johnson and Hayden Dunhurst. Uh, They, they, they went about it differently, but those two guys were really gifted receiving wise uh, when they showed up on campus um and like you said cal and and probably some of it's our fault you know dunhurst is behind the plate his first two years here um and and cal had the injury and so he didn't really the best way to do it is to catch a lot you know and catch in game a lot and cal just didn't have that we needed him to play the outfield and obviously it was an important piece of that you know if they're tiered out he's in a middle tier by himself a little bit and then and then td and 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 kemp are, are in a different different deal um but he would fit somewhere in between Cal and and those two guys that that I I think are elite um, receivers. I I think he's got a chance to be really good that way. Um, Maybe not like those, those guys, my guess is Cooper Johnson and and Hayden Dunhurst when they were 12 years old, me or you go watch him play in a little league game and be like, Oh, that guy can really catch. Yeah. Uh, So those guys were in a class by themselves, at least in my time here. Um, they but started I don't catch it. They
3: started catching at seven, and then they were, you know,
2: never pro. played another position really, and like that, that's just what they did. Um Campbell, if we were in a, a different situation, if he would have come in a year ago and Cal was our catcher, Campbell could have been like Cal where he'd go play in the outfield. Um, he he he's athletic like that and could do all of that. We're not gonna have him do that just because of what our personnel is. Um, whereas Dunhurst and Coop. They were catcher only. You remember when Cooper was here? Nick Fortes was also here, who could also really receive. He's receiving and for the Marlins right now, for God's sake. Yes, yeah. and and Nick played a bunch of first base because Coop was the catcher only, but Nick could play first base, and so mm-hmm. um, now he ended up catching and you know being the All Conference catcher, all all the stuff we know. But um, you know, I think I think Campbell falls falls just below those guys with a chance to be that.
3: Well, it's interesting since we're talking about Rebels and the Pros, our guy, Gray Kestinger making that play in the ALCS. I know
2: that the Astros
3: got eliminated yesterday by the Rangers, but, I mean, did you see it? I mean, did you text yeah. him? Did you text Gray? Because that was – oh, man, he gets inserted in, and immediately the ball finds you like it always does in baseball, and Gray makes the play. I got I to gotta admit, I've been covering a lot of players and a lot of sports for Ole Miss for our going on 20 years now, and Gray's by far one of my favorites. And, yeah. like, I kind of marked out for him. You know, it's so, yeah,
2: like – gray and i talked after that um the first thing we talked about was the benches clearing because like i paused my tv all right let's see where he's at and (laughs) where was he if you know gray yeah um he's the guy that's probably not going to get in the center of that thing he's going to protect his body and uh, he's going to be out there because he's a good teammate but but i paused my tv and initially he's on where you would think he is he's on the outside he's there for his teammates uh probably not barking a whole lot yeah well then garcia kind of he's Pissed, and so he circles back around to try to go after Maldonado, the catcher, and Gray ends up in the middle of it. Oh God! And so, uh, you know, I think it was like high high knees to make sure nobody spikes, stepped on his <laughs> on his toes or any of that. Uh, so I had a laugh about that, but then we talked about the play that he made, and it's funny. It's a tough situation to be in because you're going in and playing shortstop, you know, trying to get your team to the World Series, and it's one of those it's balls. Literally, where- it's literally a dream come true. You know, it's like of you're in the bottom where, of the where, yes, that ball I mean, gets smoked at him and he's in a no win situation. Like he catches the ball and everyone, like it's a great play and all of that. If that ball goes off his glove, oh. he may never, he may never travel back to Houston, Texas again in his life. So, uh, but of I, of course, I he made the play after, though. Like, of course, yeah, he made, the I tweeted play. out after that game, like, that is the least surprising result of any ball that gets hit to that kid. Like, in my mind, if that's one of my players who I love and all of that, which Gray is, most guys I'd be like, well, just like hit a routine ground ball at him. Or, or yeah. hit better yet, a little pop fly where he catches the ball and ends the game. Uh, I would have been shocked if he didn't make that play. Like, yeah,
3: And what I love about Gray, he he's, he, he's honestly been preparing his whole life for that play. Like, that's yeah. what, that the first thing I thought was like, of course he made that play. I mean, he's been trying, he's been working since
2: day one to do that. And I promise, speak. me and you watching that game, our heart was beating way faster than his. Oh, yeah. Playing he didn't give that. a shit. He was going to make that yeah. play. He didn't he didn't give a shit.
3: The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Siska Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, T-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us on. Online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. Ole Miss football is happening. The Chris Beard era right around the corner. A retooled Ole Miss baseball, not long removed from its 2022 national championship. The first ever for the program is ready for a rebound in 2024. Have you gotten your tickets? There are plenty available for all sports. Single game tickets for football available now, as are season tickets for basketball. And baseball season tickets go on sale starting in October. And you can also get tickets right now for the throwback game in the Tad Pad. They're still available, including VIP packages. But they're going fast, and you don't want to miss out. Don't miss any of your Rebels in action this season. Visit www.oldmistix.com. That's www.oldmistix.com. Or you can give them a call at 662-915-7159. That's 662-915-7159 for the Ole Miss Athletic Foundation, a proud sponsor of the flagship and the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Installation requires only a screwdriver. So ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby two, four, seven to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash videolock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Ufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster, Jared Ivey, bemoaned how his boots were lacking. You should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's t-e-c-o-v-a-s.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
0: Introducing the new and improved BNA Bank mobile app. From setting transaction alerts and tracking your spending habits
3: to managing travel plans and turning off a lost or stolen debit card, you can take care of all of it in the new BNA mobile app. At BNA Bank, we know that life moves pretty fast, and we have the mobile technology to keep up with your life on the go.
2: BNA Bank. Local. Invested. Modern banking.
3: Pitching-wise, I know you're the hitting coach, obviously, but we we have to touch on it. is it still the same JT great, you know, uh, Grayson Sonja showing you what you need Xavier Rivas. I mean, has there been any, I don't want to say, cause nothing's settled in fall ball. I, I completely right. understand that. But, um, what's the idea that the coaching staff has come to in far as far as what you've seen from your pitching staff so far?
2: My opinion is Quinn has made a step forward. There's, there's no question in my mind, like every time he runs out there, and it's not like we're extending guys, you know, I, yeah. probably the most he's thrown all fall taking care of arms is three innings. But every time he runs out there, it's like 94 to 97, still with the hard slider in the mid-80s. Um, he's been really good. And and the thing that always impresses me, because I look at it through a little different lens, is like he pitches like a position player. Like it's compete hard, grit your teeth. Um, and and like the, the best guy ever at that was Nikhazy. He It was so fun to watch him just because he competed uh, – like a position player that's the only way I know how to say it and so he, anyway he's, try, my, he's I,
3: trying to crush your spirit with every pitch like right, he's trying to write right. you. you know it's not like a technical thing and I know? love
2: that about Quinn even last year as he went through the fire and went through some failure and all of that you could always see that in him out on the mound like he was fighting through it and so I think that experience a year ago with him makes him makes him much better this year. Revis also has that. And so both of those guys have had a, had a really good fall Sanye right there with them. Um, you know, I think if we played this weekend in a game that mattered that went on our win loss record, I would guess those would be the three guys running out on the weekend. Um, I'm not in all the pitching discussions. Cause I got enough to worry about, but um, man, I'd feel pretty good about those three running out there, a ton of experience and guys that have just taken a step forward from, from, from that standpoint, the guy that we probably have never talked about that has had a great fall that deserves mentioning, and I'm not saying he's a weekend guy for us, is a, is a left-hander, Gunner Dennis from Meridian Community College. Uh, every time he's run out, he's run through it. Um, it, it. Our stats are in front of me, and opponents are hitting 74 against him. And so oh something that we maybe have lacked a little bit in the past is that left-handed bullpen piece or a couple of situational left-handers to come in and get left-handed hitting out. And I think he fits that bill. Another left-hander that has been good is Ryan Rodriguez, another junior college guy from Weatherford Junior College in Texas. Uh, His team, he pitched in the Junior College World Series last year and had a ton of success, was junior college All-American, and he's been really good too. So, and then the third left-hander, and this is more left-handers maybe than in my nine years combined. That's
3: what I'm saying. Like, I don't remember the last time we talked about three straight lefties, dude.
2: New guy is Wes Mendez. Uh, it's the guy that I was talking about. He he's a two way player. He's a little more advanced right now uh, on the mound than 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 he w- is at the plate. But it it every time he runs out there, it's ninety ninety three, and it is like he's playing catch. You know, like there's zero effort to it. Um, those guys have have opened my eyes, at least from from the offensive side of things, as guys that, you know, we we probably haven't had a gr- group of left handed pitchers um that that are going to have pretty significant roles for us one way or another like we do right now and that's exciting because different looks win for sure
3: well i um i don't pretend to be some expert about it but like uh I, you know i've been watching baseball forever i cover it I, especially old miss baseball and it seemed like last year there was enough offense to not go 6 and 24 you know like there right. were scoring 10 11 runs the the pitching just wasn't there at all. Like there was no stopper. There was no stopper in the bullpen. There's no stopper in the friggin' rotation. So um, a lot of the faces this year are still the same, but is it obvious that these are not the same players, if that makes sense? Because you need that. You got to have JT step up and and take what he learned last year and be good. Xavier Rivas made the most starts for Ole Miss and pitched the most innings. Still had an ERA north of six, right, by the end of the year or five, by the end of the year. Uh, these guys, can you tell that they took that shitty experience and have really are, – are where they need to be in the fall, heading into the, into the season, for, for y'all to have what you need, you know, as far as pitching?
2: Yeah, that I think sense. there's – me being completely transparent with you, there's two parts to that. Number one, the only way, in my opinion, to completely uh, rectify that, to come on the other side of that, is to build from within, right? And so, while it may – You know, our fans, when they listen to this, hearing those names come out of my mouth, I understand some of the angst of, well, these are the same guys from last year that didn't have a ton of success. And I get that. But I think the only way for us to build a really good pitching staff is those guys have to take a step Mm -hmm. forward. It's really hard to just say, hey, let's go portal here. Let's go freshman here and just throw those guys in there. The best way, my experience is to be better is for those guys to take a step forwards and then add those pieces mm-hmm. uh, where wherever they may fall. And so – Have I they hit that, those benchmarks for you so far? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think so. Yeah, the way they look to me, they're just so much better. And, and you and I have talked about it before. It reminds me from an offensive standpoint of 2017 when we threw all those freshmen in there, Kessinger and Dillard and Zabowski, Cooper Johnson, all those guys, and they played every day and went through a lot of failure and then we were a national seed in the best offense in the in the SEC in 2018 cuz all those guys had 200 bats under their belt you hope that's best case scenario you hope it it winds up like that the thing i do understand you know if if you're the diehard old miss baseball fan and you're listening to this it's gonna take until the spring to see it too. Like I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and just say, hey, yeah, we got it all figured out in the fall because they're they're hit they're pitching against our hitters and our hitters are against them and we have two outside competition games, but those guys are all thrown an inning or two innings, and so I don't think any of us know for sure. And this is just being completely honest until the bullets start flying. And and when the bullets start flying, we'll see if they've they've made a step forward. But it certainly looks that way. Uh, mm-hmm. We're excited about what we have. Um, and they look it like it could
3: be the other way. I mean, it could have been like, we know JT and we know, uh, Grayson and Xavier, they all have to be good for us to improve here. And they, you know, oh, well, he's still working through this or maybe, you know, and they're not, you're you're not seeing that, I guess what you're kind of saying like you're right. You're and, then, and then I
2: think, I think the second part that gives me confidence about our pitching staff is there's, there's way more depth. And then you get Mallets back, right? So part of the failure of the pitching staff a year ago, if you want to call it that, is Elliott goes down. Who's your Friday guy? And Mallets goes down. Who's your closer? And so between those two things, it's just hard to survive, right? So all of a sudden, all of your those two guys...
3: top arms, Clem, like you right. can't
2: lose your two top arms. So the, the three guys we're talking about get thrust into a role that is a step or two steps better role than what we really wanted them, um, and it sets them up for lack of a better word, failure, and so they go through that, but with that said, now we feel like the pieces we've added through the portal and through junior college and, and high school guys are good, and you for sure get Mallets back, like he's finishing up his his rehab and is almost released, and obviously everybody that, that knows anything about our program knows how important of a piece he was two years ago to the national championship well, run. Uh, even, and, even more than that, sorry to interrupt you, again, but like Mallets when his
3: first year, he was bad. I he mean, was. we're talking about JT. We're talking about these guys taking that year two step and mallets. He was the guy that came in. It was like the white flag. You're waving like, okay, we're just he's to eat innings because we're going to lose this game. And then he grows into that because of, you know,
1: so it's I think really it's good a, point.
3: it's a good example of like what you're talking about with the pitching staff. Like, yes, it's so, it's still the same names that you're needing to really step up here, including Liam Dole from like the transfer portal. But, uh, Th- that's where the success has come from. matt, matt guys like Mallet's taking a step up and so far so good then with the pitchers you need to see step up. No doubt.
2: So. And, and and there are plenty of examples of that in the past. You know, whether it be you know Gunner, whether it be all the way back to Scott Weathersby and those types of players who one of the nicest people to ever exist by the way. He's the so- nicest human being I know. Period. Ah, I don't know who second place is, but he's first me. Nah. Second- uh, I'm you're on the list, list somewhere oh somewhere. my god well oh yeah list the few humans that i know you're on yeah. that list so
3: that you know a lot of humans um all right so what's coming up now what's next for old miss baseball like what's the schedule and what are y'all gonna be working yep. on because the Omaha so challenge winding, starts when November. we're winding
2: out yeah winding down fall ball uh this week is our last week of of regular practice on the field we'll intersquad on thursday we'll inter on friday Saturday, be off for the football game. Sunday, we play Memphis in, in our second outside scrimmage. Uh, and then really next week is Omaha Challenge – or, I'm sorry, uh, Pizza Bowl draft, uh, some practices with your teams for the Pizza Bowl, a fun week for the players. And then we'll Pizza Bullet uh, the Friday before the Texas A&M football game, maybe November 2nd. My days are a little messed up. Um, and then this year, we have a, a week after that where, where – We'll just lift and do some individual stuff, and then uh, the week leading up to, to to Thanksgiving is the Omaha Challenge. So we're really kind of winding down the fall, which is yeah. which is amazing. Feels like it just started. It, it really does. Um, as far as the Omaha Challenge, Derek
3: Diamond isn't here anymore. He wanted every single year. So who's like the favorite to win this thing? I would
2: guess based off you know because you got to have a good balance of ability to have some endurance and some some running talent. With a lot of strength aspect sprinkled in there, which spells it's hard for me with some of the new guys because, like, Luke Damn. Hill, uh, fast and strong, uh, Andrew Fisher, really strong. Um, my pick to click would be Ethan Leger. Oh, he's been through it before. Uh, um, he's playing second base for like, you, yeah, oh, for yeah, you, a little bit. yeah, okay, yeah, a little bit of outfield too. Um, anyway, uh, that's my pick. That's my pick. All right.
3: Um, I think I need to add, like, a trivia section to the Omaha Challenge. I want to, like, ask uh, Andrew Fisher about Will Klein. You know what I mean? Or, like, yeah. Like, we need to – that's the only – you can throw it right back at me, but if you want to go tell five, hey, Ben's got an idea, trivia section, that's how we could truly separate the men from the boys.
0: Yeah,
2: Fisher's going to have no idea who Will Klein is. Now, he may know who Stephen Head is. Mm, I would hope so. Well, I would if, be mad at you if he didn't know who Stephen Head was. If Stephen Head is around, you're gonna know who he is. Yeah. He's gonna true. tell you. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Which but the guy's to his credit. He, kind of like, All-American. Yeah, I mean
3: the guy walks, so all
2: of Ole Miss Baseball could run. I mean, let's give let's give the man his flowers here. He's Stephen Friggin Head. But right. I'm just saying I would like to Really look, quick. Hey. All right. Really quick funny story about Stephen Head. Right. I hope he listens to this. Uh, 2015, my first year, head is our volunteer assistant coach. Uh, We're playing at UCLA in a regional. We are really average Um, and specifically really average offensively. I'm walking on eggshells, trying to feel my way out, dumb, uh, but I was. And we are getting beat by Maryland in the UCLA regional and it's like three to one. And somebody comes in, one of our players comes in after like the sixth inning and it's three to one like, Hey, we just need somebody on base and somebody to hit one off that, uh, off their they're hitting indoor out there and Stephen head in the most Stephen head way looks at whoever said it i don't remember who it was and says i'm the only person in a uniform that can hit one off that hitting indoor right now that, Stephen head was 34 years old at the time and you know what ben steven head was right we lost three to one to maryland and he was the only one that could hit one off that hitting indoor see Legend. it's not
3: cockiness it's not arrogance If you're just speaking truth, Stephen Hill was the best. Was he a better pitcher in your opinion or hitter? What would he say? What did he say? Because I always Uh, said that he was a better hitter.
2: I I think hitter. Yeah, I think I think he would say that too. Uh, He would always talk about like, oh, I'm I'm good pitching because I know how hard hitting is. Like whatever, just throw it in. These guys can't. Like it's too hard. Yeah, he's just yeah, he's stud. (sighs) Mike, you know who else was a stud? Mike
3: Clement, Miss Baseball hitting coach. This has been the flagship on this October 24, 2023. Thank you, man. Enjoy the rest of the fall, and let's catch up again. See you, buddy.
0: prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800 gambler in partnership with mgm northfield park